0: Luke 24, 1 to 12, this is the word of God. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the woman took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, "'Why do you look for the living among the dead? "'He's not here. He has risen. "'Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? "'The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, "'be crucified, and on the third day be raised again.' "'Then they remembered his words. "'When they came back from the tomb, "'they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others.' It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles, but they did not believe the woman, because their words seemed to to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. This is the word of God.
1: Once again, I want to welcome everyone to our Easter service. Uh, Praise the Lord. This is is awesome. This is amazing. You know, in the uh, Easter tradition, especially in the Eastern Orthodox Church, they would used to, uh, on Easter Sunday, say to one another... He is risen, then you'll respond by saying, He is risen indeed. Can we just say that quickly, just to your neighbors? He is risen, he is risen indeed. Can you just say that to each other right now? Just your people next to each other. He is risen, he is risen indeed, amen. We're joining hundreds of years of church, church history right now. Along with this though, what they will do is actually they will give three kisses on the cheek. So please go ahead, if you, okay, I'm not stopping. Not in the mouth, but just kidding. Let's see, it, it is a... Just a special, glorious uh, Sunday. The long season of Lent is over, and we are here uh, Easter Sunday morning. I don't know about you, but for me personally, it was an extra-long, it felt like an extra-long Lent season. It was going on and on and on, and I was just like, dying, Lord, please, when is Easter? And uh, even this past Friday... We had a joint Friday, uh, Good Friday service here. It was an amazing, blessed time. But even during the Good Friday service, in my mind, I was like, Lord, Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday. Isn't it so exciting? You know, in the church history, when we uh, look into church history and just a plan of God, uh, really, Easter is the most significant, the most important Sunday for, for the Christian. Now I love Christmas. You know, I love Christmas, and I bet most of you would probably choose Christmas over Easter. But we know that Christmas, definitely the significance of God becoming man, the Emmanuel of Christmas. It changed a lot. The way that we relate to God, God coming and walking among us, amazing things. Incredible, miraculous things. Through the Christmas event, yes. But Easter changed everything. Easter changed everything. It flipped everything upside down. That's why there is power on this resurrection Sunday morning. This is the anchor of who we are as the people of God. This proves that what Christ claimed, that he was a son of God, indeed, he was a son of God. You know, there's a quote, actually, I just want to start us with this today. I don't know uh, if, if we're projecting this, but the Daryl Bach, the New Testament scholar, he said this. He said, Without the resurrection, Christianity is just another human approach to reach God. It is emptied of transforming power and hope. It is a mere shell, not worth the energy one devotes to it. To believe in Christ is to believe not merely in his example, but in the power of his resurrection to grant new life. See, Easter, the resurrection event, it anchors who we are. We are Christians. We are saved. We, we can live, we are able to live this life because of Easter. And this is the most holy and significant uh, day of, of the Christian uh, journey. Uh, The Bible also confirms this. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 16-18, this is the Apostle Paul. You know, Apostle Paul, he's a man of theology, and he knew everything about the Bible. And he proclaims this, he says, For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. This, this straight from Scripture. Even Scripture confirms and affirms the importance and the significance of Easter and the resurrection of our Lord. I know today we have a lot of stuff going on, and I love this, because I think Sunday was meant to be actually like this. I think if we study church history, Sunday was never just about the preaching or the sermon. We make the pulpit, the sermon, the main thing of Sunday, but actually Sunday was always about community. That's why in the early church, actually, they always ate together. It's about sharing, and it's about doing life together. And personally, I love this. But at the same time, I know, you guys are alive, you guys are looking at your watches, and this is going on forever. So, today, I have two points, okay? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Two points, sweet and short, two points, then we'll uh, we'll pray, and we'll we'll end our Easter uh, Sunday. When we look at our passage today, Luke chapter uh, 24, this is Luke's Easter. This is the first time we are given this, this picture of what that Easter morning looked like through the lens of Luke. Luke chapter 24 is the last chapter of Luke, and this is how he starts off this chapter. Uh, the woman who, uh, who was who were so faithful following Jesus Christ through his life and his journey, who stood at the feet of the cross uh, witnessing the death of Jesus, uh, they come to the tomb the first day of the week, which was Sunday morning, and they come into the tomb and they witness that the body is gone. Uh, and the angel comes and scripture today teaches us there's a, the two men, uh, you know, angel uh, telling them he's not here, he is risen. And we see a glimpse of that Sunday morning that changed everything. Two things, you know, as I was kind of meditating through this text, you know, these couple of weeks, just two, two concepts or two themes came to mind. I, I want to pray that the Lord encourages you this morning, Easter Sunday morning. The first theme that came to mind was the resurrection gives us the full picture of the work of Jesus Christ. It's in the resurrection that we see the full, complete picture of the work, of, work in life and work of Jesus Christ. You know, a lot of us, we grew up uh, often, our faith is always only about the cross, right? Or, I don't you know, if you grew up in the church, I know for, for me, everything that was taught was about Jesus died for you. It's about the cross. So Jesus is hanging on the cross, and you know the, everything about the cross, and which is important and significant, but I wonder how often we also have significance in this Easter event. You know, when you take the whole uh, scope of the gospel, the work of God, our the whole story of the cro- of Jesus Christ is not only the cross, but it is the life, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. See, resurrection Sunday, this Easter Sunday, gives you the complete and the whole picture of the work of Jesus Christ. This is important. Why? Because what this signifies is this: unless your faith. Goes beyond and into the resurrection, there is something that is part of the Christian faith that is perhaps missing in your life. Meaning, if this resurrection story, Easter is such a significant event in our faith story in the gospel, and all our lives, maybe perhaps you're just you're just a cross Christian, which is again it's good, it's important, right? Jesus substituted penal substitution, you know, he died on my on my behalf, my sin has been cleansed, justification cross is very, very important. No question. Good Friday is significant. It's good Friday. It's important. Jesus died for us. But if your faith stops there, if your faith doesn't have Easter, you're missing something significant. You, feel, you, know, you know what I'm talking about sometimes? You feel like, well, you know, my faith, like it's good. I've been a Christian for a long time. But often I feel like something is missing. There's an aspect or a dimension of, of this thing called the gospel. Maybe I haven't tasted it yet. Maybe there is no power in your life. Maybe when you think about the Christian faith, it's just about forgiveness of sins. Jesus is still hanging on that cross. Maybe for some of us, we still believe in a God who is still dead. There's no breakthrough. There's no real power and release and freedom and transformation. Because it's always just about, just about the death of Christ, just about, just about forgiveness of sins. But there's no Christian life that gets generated. Because that is anchored upon the Easter story. It's, upon, it's anchored upon the resurrection. You know, it's like this. If you miss Easter, if you don't have a resurrection faith, it's kind of like this. It's like, you know, I, I, I know that um, I try to watch Game of Thrones. I know we have a lot of Game of Thrones, like crazy, idol cycle people in here. Gay don't lie. It's Easter, don't lie. And I, I could see from social media, like, people going, and something happened this week, like, some, last week, something, you know, like, New, new season start or something. I don't know. I was praying for you guys. I don't know what happened. But uh, I, I never watched one episode, right? So I don't know. I have no idea. But there are times, sometimes, a couple couple weeks ago, I, I just randomly went into this place and I, I saw, like, season three, episode six. So, okay, what is it? I just said I had no idea what the heck was going on. I was like, what the heck is going on? It's kind of like that, you know, in a way. If you don't come in and understand the whole scope of the redemptive history of God. See, the gospel is not just about the cross. It's not just about the person of God. It's everything. It's the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The whole package is the gospel. And for us this morning, we need to first and foremost, So, the first point is, the resurrection gives us the full picture of the life of Jesus Christ. The work of Jesus Christ. And so the question I want to ask you today, as you're sitting here, do you have resurrection faith? Is your Christian faith, does your Christian faith also embrace and include this dimension of the resurrection? Is it as significant? Or maybe some of you guys are just Christmas Christians. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. It's awesome. Christmas gifts and all Christmas. Or it's about Good Friday, Jesus died for me, Jesus died for me, Jesus died for me. Or does it really include also include the power and the resurrection? What took place 2,000 years ago changed everything. Just as we, most of us often, sit under the cross, and as we meditate upon the sacrificial work of Jesus Christ, this morning challenges us, that we also need to come before that empty tomb and rest in front of that empty tomb. I want, I, want to, I want you to also think of yourself as these women that morning going into that tomb where there's supposed to be a dead body. And yet the tomb is empty, and angels confirming and telling, He is not here, He is risen, earth shattering incomprehensible how can a dead person come alive and exactly that's what happened in this Easter Sunday resurrection Sunday testifies to that you know when I look at some uh, mature Christians right you know once in a while you you meet these amazing spiritually just crazy mature uh, people and sometimes when I see their life look into their lives they deal with life and life's difficulties and challenges in ways that I can never, ever, even imagine to, to deal with the same way. You know, when tragedies come, sickness, cancer, difficult, crazy stuff come. You know, uh, relational issues, brokenness, uh, children—they're having you know issues or all these difficulties and challenges of life come. I meet once in a while these Christians who deal with these life's difficulties and and, uh, tough situations in a way that I cannot even imagine. But when I go closer and examine further, at the end of the day, what is anchored upon their faith often is, is this, that they do not just believe that this is it. That as the Bible testifies, we believe in our Lord, our God, who not only died for us, but who rose for us, and therefore, we have hope, not only in this life, the life to come. That this is not it. Yes, there is death and brokenness and sickness and worry and, and just suckiness of, the, of life, true. And it's going to come because we live in a broken life, broken world. But you know, for the Christian, our faith is anchored not upon what we see here present today, but the Resurrection Sunday teaches us there is more and there is hope. One day, just like Jesus came back to life, we will conquer death and come back to life. That this, this, you know, wearing, you know, body that is wearing away, this is not it. And scripture actually teaches us in Romans 8, 11, I think we have this scripture, Romans eight eleven. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Meaning, for Christians, we all have the Holy Spirit in us, right? But did you know that? It's that same Holy Spirit who raised Jesus Christ. With that power, with that life, it's the same Spirit that dwells in us. Therefore, we also have this resurrection power. Therefore, we can also hope. Therefore, we can also persevere and continue to run. Therefore, we could continue to love and forgive and struggle through this life because there is hope and something better is coming. There is real transformation. There is real freedom. Amen? This is Easter Sunday. And you know what? This is part of the gospel story. It's not just that Jesus came. It's not that, only Jesus died. Jesus, that same Jesus who came and died for you, rose again for you to show you, to give you hope and power and life. Amen. So first one, first first, first point, quick, very good. Resurrection gives us a full picture of the life and the work of Jesus Christ. Number two, the resurrection reminds us that our faith is ultimately about life. The resurrection reminds us that ultimately our faith is about life. Again, today we see these women coming to the tomb and looking for the body of Christ. You know, when you study the last week of Jesus Christ, the life of Jesus Christ, the last week, called we call it the Passion Week. Passion meaning suffering, Passion Week. Um, it's so interesting because the four Gospels that we have, the four Gospels that we have, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and uh, John, the four Gospels are the books in the Bible, first four books of the New Testament, that tells us, that teaches us about the life of Jesus. The four Gospels, there are 89 chapters. If you were to combine the total chapters of the four Gospels, 89 chapters. Did you know that out of the 89 chapters, the last week of Jesus Christ takes up 29 chapters? Of the whole gospel. Out of the 89 chapters of the life of Jesus. Of the four books of the gospel. 29 chapters. Is concentrated on the last week of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? That means the Bible also is emphasizing. Right? The significance of the passion. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The last week takes a third of the gospel story. The third of the life of Jesus in the, in the gospel. And when we think about that. Again, we see the significance and the importance of this week and this day. So the woman goes, to, they go to the tomb, and here they find an angel, two men, angel, they encounter an angel, and uh, the angel, verse 5, tells the woman, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. And I want to kind of just talk about this one verse. And as we, kind of, as, we, as we close today, the resurrection ultimately reminds us that Christian life is about life. And this is what the angel is challenging these women. You know, something happened. The person that you're looking for, this dead body that you're looking for, is no longer here. Something crazy happened. Everything changed now. There are no dead bodies. There's no dead person. But now your life, your faith, it has to be about the living. So why are you looking for the living among the dead? You know, for me, as I was preparing this message, uh, this really hit me. And I was struggling through this verse, verse verse 5. Why do you look for the living among the dead? And I was asking myself, you know, 1J Hudson, even as a Christian, as an Easter Christian, this side of Easter, Do you still look for the living among the dead? What are some areas in our lives, in my life? You know, I am still seeking and looking for life and living upon and among dead things. Because I think we know internally that there are things in life, there are times, there are seasons in life we feel really stuck. But God today, Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday morning, as everything is flipped upside down, he's challenging us. Are you still seeking the living among the dead? Are you looking for things that are, that are life, that gives life, among things that are dead? What are those areas? You know, I don't know. This could mean for some of us, uh, just your, in your personal journeys, it could be things that maybe your heart has given over to, your affections. I don't know, it could be your money, it could be whatever your career is or what drives you, you have given over, thinking that there is life in those areas. Why are you seeking life among things that are dead? It could be some of us, we just feel stuck, even in religion, even going to church and faith. You know, yeah, I'm a Christian, and I've been doing this Christian thing for 30 years, 40 years, but I don't know if I'm really changing. Pastor Wen honestly, maybe you're stuck, maybe you feel stuck. Maybe you just feel like you're part of something that is dead. And God, in His gentle voice today, I think is encouraging us, actually, challenging us. You know, Easter Sunday this morning, 2,000 years ago, really something significant happened. Something earth shattering happened. And no longer, no longer, your life is about dead things. Amen. Christians, people of God, under the gospel, no longer our lives are about dead things. But it's about life. It's about life. God wants to give us life. Don't be, you know, not, to be, not for us to be stuck among dead things. Not for us to be seeking the wrong things. Because I think often we do this. You know, we're so tired, we're so busy seeking and searching for life. Things that we think will give us life. Yet we're stuck among things that are dead. But now in the resurrection, no longer we have to be stuck in things that are dead. Because scripture today teaches us, you know, he's not here. He is risen. Christian life now is about life and it's about living. You know, I really like this passage because also uh, this resurrection passage from Luke is not just some grand big picture thing. But here we also see the names of these women that's mentioned, and it's kind of odd, because we see the first one, you know, Mary, Mary Magdalene, then we see Joanna and Mary, mother of James, mentioned. But you actually, historically, Joanna and Mary, uh, married uh, the uh, mother of uh, James, we don't really know who they are too much. I mean, we know Mary Magdalene, you know, she was she's mentioned a couple of times. And in other gospels, she's the one, first one, who to encounter Jesus, resurrected Jesus. So so as I'm reading this, I'm just like, you know, Jesus, why did you even, God, why did you even mention the names of these women here? You you keep on saying, the woman followed him, the woman, woman, then, I think verse 10, he finally says the woman's names. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the, the mother of James. And I think God is also making a point You know, the resurrection story, it definitely is a earth-shattering, history-changing grand event. But also, it is a personal event. As God changes the course of history through the resurrection, but also He is still interested in specific people. He's saying, I remember you, Mary Magdalene. I remember you, Joanna. I remember you, Mary. And Peter and the disciples. And all the followers who are continually longing, and in that space, or perhaps still seeking, living among the dead, struggling through this broken life, God is saying the resurrection has changed everything, and it's definitely a grand event, but also it's a very personal and I know. And today, perhaps this morning, you know, God is speaking to us. I know, you know, they say in uh, just church planting, these people who study church planting, they say Easter Sunday actually draws the most visitors to church. Did you know that? It's not even Christmas again. It's Easter Sunday. They say there's something about Easter that people just wake up in the Easter morning and say, oh, you know what? Let's go to church. And you know, they come. And I don't know, even here, maybe today, we welcome you, the visitors who warm, welcome Jesus Christ. Please come back. You know, God loves you. We love you. But perhaps even here, some of you, Maybe you have been seeking. Maybe you're so tired this morning because you have been constantly seeking life among the dead. You feel stuck. Everything that you turn is just dead things, dead things, dead things. But today, the personal gospel message of Jesus Christ for you this morning is, you know, in the resurrection, no longer, no longer, you need to seek life among the dead. God wants to give you life. The Lord wants to give you this resurrection power, this resurrection faith. And this morning, he paints a fuller picture of the gospel. And he imparts a life-giving picture of the gospel. And that's for, for you and I. Easter, really in church history, changed everything. They say that um, about 40 A.D., this is just historian Rodney Stock, he writes this, he says, about 40 A.D., there were about 1,000 Christians in the world. But they say about 258, by 250 A.D., there were about 7 million Christians. And historically, when they study, you know, sociologists have all these ideas of why this happened, no one knows why. This is an incredibly explosive growth that I've never ever seen. From 1,000 Christians to 6 million, some people say 8 million Christians, in about 200 years, 150, 200 years. Never, ever happened. But a lot of theologians, we know that this is called the Easter effect. That something, again, happened significant, happened 2,000 years ago, as a dead person, this man, Jesus, comes back to life in his full glory. Anyone, everyone who encounters Jesus Christ, their lives never ever be the same again. These disciples who ran away on Good Friday, remember everybody fled. Scared, fear, you know, even Peter, the, the, his number one apostle. Remember he denied Jesus three times. He runs away because of a slave girl. All the disciples, they become martyrs. Now they get emboldened and they go out and preach the gospel. And the history, history changes. This is the power of the resurrection, and this is for, for you and I today. The same God, the same Spirit, who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, He dwells in us. So today, uh, we're going to pray, we're going to close. I want to ask the uh, praise Him to come up. As we respond before the Lord, today, 2019, Easter Sunday. Can we come before the Lord and ask the Lord, Lord, will you give me a deeper, fuller understanding of the gospel today? That my faith will not just be about a portion or part of who Jesus is, but the whole thing that will give me power. And Lord, second second prayer, second prayer. Can we pray, Lord? Will you give me a deeper sense of life? Some of us, I'm so tired. I feel like I am stuck and I'm still seeking the living among the dead. And God is asking me, why? No longer this life is about the dead, but it's about life. It's about the living. And this power of life, it resides in the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. And He is in us, among us. So can we ask the Lord, let's pray before the Lord. Ask the Lord, Lord, renew me, revive me, give me more of life. Revive my heart. Let Easter start here first. Let Easter start here first upon my heart. Revive my heart. Renew my heart. Resurrect my heart. So can we pray? Let's come before the Lord. If you could just respond just quickly, a few minutes, just in prayer. Then we'll, today we'll close with our, our last song.